0: I don't understand why I've gotten such a strong affinity to dark sky. (laughs) I literally have never heard of it before two years ago when MKBHD (laughs) mentioned it in one of his videos. It is currently, wow, 32 and feels like 27. It's freaking cold outside. It is
1: cold. It didn't feel that cold. I was just out there.
0: We're one degree away from the night's low. Wow. So it's not going to get colder. And compared to the last time we recorded, was it the last time we recorded not not the one that we lost, but the one where... Uh, was it like at four in the afternoon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're actually getting pretty close to midnight. <laughs> Being true to our name here.
1: <laughs> we will be recording over midnight, actually, and looking at the clock.
0: Yeah, probably. Unless we're Speedy Gonzales and only have a 14-minute episode. Let's try it. Let's, Let's go for it. this. <laughs> All right, that's the show, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> okay, so... Our follow up this week is you guys were not able to hear our episode recorded because a failing drive.
1: Yes, we recorded an episode two days ago, and then the whole thing uh, just didn't record, didn't save the like, uh, audio for some we reason.
0: Like wrapped up the episode, and was like, "How's oh, a good one?" and then he hit the, the stop button. and It was just like poof, <laughs> it just and disappeared. We like, uh, <laughs> Bruce.
1: So yeah, this is around uh, two. Prepare for a lot of deja vu jokes. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: okay, so uh, let's start out by talking a little bit. We wanted to mention this uh, coronavirus thing that's been going on.
0: It's pretty crazy. The shelves being empty and and uh, the people's not working. Yeah. Like uh, um, one of the things that surprised me, there's actually this really good Brazilian chain um, grill, like a Brazilian grill chain. Um, and my sister did takeout from them and said that the general manager is the one taking fulfilling her order and was like talking about how crazy things are and how she had to lay off most of her staff like almost everyone except like the kitchen manager and a couple other little things and and my sister's just like yeah we're just trying to support our favorite places cuz we know that restaurants are going to really be the ones hit by this and they are they have been yeah and the general manager's like thank you so much and like my sister said that she could see tears in her eyes and I was just like That's dramatic, but also that's dramatic. Yeah, it's stressful. This is a crazy time right now. Like me, personally, I'm only benefiting from this vacation. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel, I mean, not really. I can't visit my parents because they're frail and paranoid for good reason.
1: Yeah. It hasn't really affected me all that much. The only two things that are different are one, uh, actually two things are different one is my roommates are home like all day which is
0: new freaking party and the memes the memes (laughs) literally (laughs) too many memes they're not even that great (laughs) though that one i showed you today was pretty good that one i liked that one i don't remember what it was but i liked it
1: it was the shopping one and math math oh yeah it's just
0: like uh the people in math problems and it just showed a picture of people just with carts full of toilet paper (laughs) 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 oh man good one
1: yeah but i uh honestly yeah it hasn't really been affecting me too much
0: yeah yeah. it's pretty pretty interesting like the the government i'm part of me is like really happy about this because this is gonna benefit me, but I'm also really annoyed with this because it's not really in my opinion very moral or ethical. They passed their uh aid bill thing oh yeah the so stimulus whatever everyone's getting twelve hundred dollars That's and ridiculous. if you have kids it's an extra like 400 or dependents it's an hmm. extra 400 per person so you up to like 4500 or something hmm. i don't remember what all i know is i'm buying some tesla stock with it because <laughs> <laughs> that thing is low right now and you need to buy to go up <laughs> i uh will
1: not be buying tesla stock but uh I what will mind. you do
0: with your stolen money I mean, your government money. <laughs> Pay rent with it, probably. That's a good idea. And I, I won't need to do that anymore. I might do that, actually. That's probably a good idea. I mean, I'm um, on un- unemployment right now, right? Oh, yeah. So this is not much different from what I, my normal income is right now. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you're getting a bonus. <laughs> I'm just getting a <clears throat> quarterly bonus, it seems. <laughs> yeah so i don't know i mean i'm pretty excited because like most most fields aren't being affected or are being affected especially like the service industry service and entertainment is being super affected everyone knows that though yeah but the industries that are like booming right now are anything online like online ordering stuff like that yeah and i'm actually pretty excited um this is a little bit of a shift but uh because a local movie theater that we have it's like owned locally is doing drive-in theater stuff now <laughs> and that's pretty cool i want to go to that that is cool like so so people are adapting to it in certain ways but at the same time like we have a friend that got laid off because of this right yeah and um i know someone else who's now looking for a job it's gonna be hard for him to find one because his is service well construction so i don't really know if they are on hold or not, they are in Oregon. Yeah. It's kind Oregon of crazy. Washington, Washington. I don't know. Yeah. That person. Crazy. But I'm excited because I got a job <laughs> and I'm going to be able to say, I got a job during the 2020 Corona pandemic. If I can get a job at that time, you can get a job at any time. <laughs> Just start preaching to people.
1: Yeah. Except no one's going to remember this for that long.
0: Yeah, give it two years. Everyone's going to be like, "What? What? What? Record-breaking stimulus package during what event?" <laughs> yeah.
1: People don't even remember like big, huge historical moments like from the founding of our country and such. So there's no way that someone's going to remember. I mean, uh, the
0: average person probably does not remember the dot-com bubble burst. I don't i mean i was like six yeah this was before i this was like 2000 2001 is when it happened i have no idea so it was, it was before 9 11 so it was like early early 2001 if it was in 2001 i think it was like 99 to 2001 is, is around that time that it did it
1: yeah i don't think we got a computer until like 2002 it was like our first computer
0: you guys amish no no
1: <laughs> maybe it was before that but I remember distinctly, it had Windows 90, or Windows XP on it.
0: Okay, that would have been post-2002 or 2003.
1: Yeah, was our first computer.
0: Yeah, because Windows XP came out in, after 2001.
1: I'm going to check, um, I'm going to look it up, hold on.
0: Do, 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 do. Oh wait, we'll get sued if I hum that too long.
1: August 2001.
0: Wow. So it's their fault. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it probably it probably was uh the next year probably it was 2002 that we got a computer okay. actually it was probably that christmas actually because we got it for christmas it was probably
0: 2001 christmas awesome
1: anyway random uh random uh
0: pop trivia when did nathan get his first computer <laughs> yeah this time on the midnight stroll <laughs> quiz bowl yeah
1: we were pretty late to the game i feel like at least for computers at least
0: yeah our family probably had a dozen by that point because <laughs> <laughs> my dad has been a computer geek ever since like the the first home computer came out. He has such an interesting progression for career. Like the things that I know, I only know of like two things he did. No, not, I only know of one job he had before computers and half his life was before computers. <laughs> so he was born in 55. So like I only, I know he sold pianos. Really? Yeah, he worked at a piano place with my uncle huh. uh, who actually fired my dad <laughs> over someone else and Ticked, ticked the whole family off. Actually, that was a big event. My grandpa was mad because <laughs> um, my dad said, I, don't, I only have my dad's side of the story, and mm. it's 25 years after the fact, well, if yeah. not more than that. More <laughs> than that, because it was before I was born. So it's, it's like 30 years after the fact. It was... He never really gave my dad a reason, I don't think. And then there's another guy who should have been fired who is lazy. Oh no, I remember the reason. The reason that he told my dad was, um, if we worked too long together, it would it would put put strain on our relationship. <laughs> it's like you're fired. It's like straight up in a movie. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's it, like literally one of the reasons why in House, Foreman fires his girlfriend. It's oh like yeah we were, we clash too much at work so i have to fire you <laughs> <laughs> That's anyway, a good way to start a yeah show. then my dad worked computers for ever and a half hmm. so i had like i had my own personal computer like my own that i built when i was like 12 it didn't work um it was out of hand-me-down parts and i thought i had everything right but i i destroyed one of the components with static oh no because i was doing it on a carpet oh gosh and then like two years later, I got another motherboard and that one never booted and I could never figure out why. And it was the third one when I was 14 or 15 that I was able to actually get functioning. And then I just played video games until my parents took it away <laughs> for six months.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> Dude, my teenage years are hilarious. Let me tell you, I won't. <laughs> so yeah, I got a job and it's, it's with a, an online marketplace like place. That'll be that'll be that's as specific as I'll get. <laughs> and I'm pretty stoked about it because it's a it's a good job. It's a really good job. And my as my brother said, this is like I feel like you're finally actually in the your career. That's in the awesome. career. So I'm pretty happy because my title is software developer in test. So that's I'm a awesome. software developer now. Rock on. <laughs> I I get paid like one. <laughs> that's that's the part I like. <laughs> So that's my update. Um, Do you have any weird updates? Um, No. I'm just still doing the same old stuff. Yeah, coronavirus, it it really didn't affect me that much. Like, I just don't visit my parents. I mean, you visited your parents, so. Yeah. You've brought the plague upon us all. (laughs) I have. (laughs) Just getting on knowing that I. Actually,
1: I think my cousin has coronavirus. She lives in Seattle, though, so never I hear.
0: need to. I need to be careful about familiar jokes like that, or we'll lose our listener base. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. Um, that's crazy. How's she doing? Honestly, I have no idea. As long as she can breathe, okay, that's probably fine.
1: Yeah, I should probably ask, actually, but I haven't. It's like through the grapevine. I'm not 100 sure she does, but that's what someone. It's like mentioned some. At some point. It's like
0: one of those celebrity death hoaxes. <laughs> yeah, it's like your grandparents are like such and such has coronavirus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no, nothing crazy has been uh, circulating through our uh, families, like you know, communications. So I'm sure she's fine, or doesn't have it. Neither one of the two. <laughs> <laughs>
0: which case she's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How weird... Oh, this is a total tangent based off of my joke. How weird would it be to be a celebrity and be celebrity death hoaxed? Where, like, suddenly everyone thinks you're dead. <laughs> and you're not. And you, like, half your fans disappear. <laughs> That'd be a... Uh...
1: I don't know. That'd be pretty random for, like, the people in your life who, like, sort of know who you are. Or, like, they're, you're, like, you're, like, a family the kids friend. Like you go to or... high school with. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, no. Like,
0: oh. oh, no. <laughs> They find you on Facebook and you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. It'd probably be one of them that starts the hoax. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. To get up their, uh, their uh, Google searches. Yeah.
0: Well, so when your band gets famous, don't be surprised <laughs> if you start hearing that you're dead. <laughs> that would oh, be awesome. That would be pretty funny. So tell me about your projects. you got going on
1: so (laughs) we had talked about this two days ago so i'll keep it a little bit more brief and concise but uh so basically i had been using instagram for a while trying to like quote unquote gain a following or you know kind of just
0: be insta famous
1: yeah i mean not really but like trying to grow a fan base for my music through instagram not just i just i don't want to just do instagram cuz that seems like a waste
0: but um long story short you failed
1: yeah i just found <laughs> that i don't just accept like it. instagram <laughs> i'm just going to just roll it i don't like instagram i found that i focused way too much on like what a i glam. should post and making sure i had content to share every day on my stories and all that you stuff you just
0: like you just needed a platform that was more quality focused than quantity.
1: Yeah. So I decided that, cause I mean, thinking about it, it makes perfect sense now in retrospect, but I don't like follow anyone on Instagram, like religiously. It's not like I'm yeah. always excited when they make a new post or reading everything they do and commenting on their, on their uh, posts and like, you know, looking for their stories and stuff like that. And so it's just not a platform that I particularly identify with. Um, but as I was thinking about what I could do, I realized that YouTube is something that I do enjoy quite a bit. I follow quite a bit of people. You um, consume, yeah, I consume quite you a bit devour. of YouTube videos. <laughs> I devour YouTube videos, um, f- specifically following certain creators that I really like. I Indulge. I don't really like the word creator though. It sounds kind of. I really don't. It's it's generic, like a uh, kind of gay. It's
0: like um, the the the. The creative word. I don't like when people call themselves. I'm a creative. I was like, uh, so is literally everyone. <laughs> yeah. You can't be human and not be a creative. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't like that word, but I do
1: follow people that do YouTube. Do YouTube. Um, and so I said, hey, why don't I do that instead, or not like in conjunction with. Cause one of the other problems is that I found like one of the hardest things about Instagram is finding um, things to post. Cause I'm a guy yeah. and I don't take a million and a half pictures of myself. And so like
0: the last Instagram, time you took a picture of yourself was the summer of 93. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gosh.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, but like it's, it's something that I don't do very often. And so in, since Instagram f- is so picture focused, I had such a hard time, especially on your feed, they need to be like, high-quality pictures, which I never took of myself. So it was a little bit frustrating. But with YouTube, uh, I feel like I can make more of the content that I would want to see, Um, which what I'm trying to do, basically, to explain it, is make some type of behind-the-scenes kind of vlog-style videos, some tutorial-based videos about just a guy who's like trying to do music full-time.
0: So now the issue that you're going to run into is you're going to realize that you're not growing a viewer base on YouTube and you're going to go down the rabbit hole of how do I expand my viewer base on YouTube? And it's going to tell you to post daily on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid, <laughs>
1: but probably true. No, uh, I actually, actually funny story. Um, I watched a video the other day, like I went to my, so I have my main like personal YouTube channel that has all my subscriptions, all my stuff. I don't post videos on that one. It's just a viewer one. Mm-hmm but i needed a separate channel and email address and stuff for my music so i created one that i could update my music stuff and upload all the videos there and my that youtube channel or youtube account doesn't have any of the good recommendations that i right. used to like all the the people that i follow and you know and uh, so it just had a bunch of random stuff but one of them that i <laughs> watched was called like how to get more youtube subscribers <laughs>
0: And they tell you to just literally pay for them? No, kidding. I
1: didn't. But the video was basically about that bad. <laughs> like one of the things was set up a live stream that is always streaming 24-7. Ugh. And it was like, and just, you'd have to look around and find some things that are popular on live streams, some like maybe, uh, 24 hours of lo-fi music or meditation music that you can just play through the
0: waves for 24 hours. So basically become an online radio DJ.
1: Yeah. Or maybe do like, do comparison numbers between some of the two biggest YouTubes, uh, people like PewDiePie. And he mentioned some other person i never heard of. And like the difference between their subscription count in, in live, you know, like live, Uh, yeah live so it goes up and down you know kind of like the stock market and uh, several other things that were all like completely useless it's like if my goal was just to have subscribers maybe that would work but to have subscribers for a particular thing
0: yeah you're not looking for just general people that subscribe and just glance at stuff as they go through their feed you're looking for people to follow you yeah yeah and so that that's the problem that I've noticed with the woodworking community is most of my favorite woodworkers, they have started posting much more clickbaity style videos where mm-hmm. it's short form. It's not project based anymore. Like you don't, they don't show the project being built. They show a couple of pretty little scenes from it. And then this is the finished product. Uh, yeah, And it's really disappointing to see it going that way. And there's actually one, one, one guy that I used to follow a lot that I don't really follow anymore who he uh, um, he actually did a looking back the last 10 years of YouTube video it was like 40 minutes long and it was really entertaining because it was one of his short form videos made long form mm. so it was like short, punctual stuff and him just talking about his youtube channel through the years and how he used to do project videos like the long form ones and he he really missed those days of youtube because he made decent money doing it like okay money and he had some really good fans that he worked with like one-on-one talked to and he did a couple like collaborations and stuff interesting stuff with his fans and then he said but the problem is is that it's his career like YouTube is how he makes his money. So those that does not earn him enough. So he has to do clickbaity stuff for the people that don't actually follow him specifically for yeah. his p- content. They just They browse their subscriptions, watch their videos, and they move on with their life. They aren't people following him. And so he's like, if I do those long-form videos, I get less views, I get less clicks, and I get less money. So I have to do these short-form videos now in order to survive. I'll still sometimes do these longer projects, but they'll be tucked away and harder to find. And I'm, I'm like, dang it, YouTube, why do you use your algorithms? Suck. Humanity, why are you such short attention span people? <laughs> and while thinking about that just now, actually, that's why TikTok exists. Yeah. Because it's you can't have videos longer than a minute. I've actually seen a lot of musicians on it advertising on stuff. Maybe you could do like long form video on YouTube, short form on TikTok to bring people to your YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, I've thought about it.
0: That's not a bad idea because you do use TikTok.
1: I just don't know that much about like I feel like TikTok, in order to get started on TikTok, like, you have to have, like follow a lot of the trends and you have to do a lot of the little things. and I don't know. I'd I look into it. Maybe. maybe you I don't could,
0: know. I think TikTok is an emerging market in that it doesn't really know what it is supposed to be yet. It's just really popular for certain things. Um, but I've seen some really high-quality content on it of like there's this one that i I literally watched for like 40 minutes yesterday a guy that just does book binding really yeah that's all he does and it's like five or six part videos of him binding books and he gets th- hundreds of thousands of views that's random and i'm just like that's really random that's really legit and it makes me want to do more but then at the same time i hate doing them on my own <laughs> woodworking projects i'd rather just do woodworking yeah so
1: so I have been so I, I have been trying the whole YouTube thing. Um, I've decided that I wanted to make like three or four videos before actually posting one, so I'd have like a bit of a buffer, but also just experiment with it and see if I actually liked doing YouTube videos. That makes sense. So far, I like it a lot more because one of the time, one of the things is because it's forcing me to work more on music instead of just like focusing on what should I post on Instagram. Because in order to make videos about music, you have to work on <laughs> music, which right, makes sense. Right. And so it's it's using my skills and using what I actually want to do, which is make music, to create some other type of content. Um, but it's just awkward you, making YouTube videos, especially, like, right now is awkward because <laughs> I share a wall with a roommate. So it's like I feel like he's listening to me. He probably isn't. It's fine, but it it just feels like people are listening because the, our house is small and the people are you know we have a lot of people living in this house the other thing is uh i don't have a great setup like where i'm like in my bedroom where i have a queen size bed and a huge desk and so my maneuvering room is really small and it just sucks having to like you know jump around and walk around things and have to move a bunch of stuff out of the way in order to get this shot to look decent and then move it all back and then i'm climbing over chairs to get to other things and it's kind of crazy. Um, and also the video quality right. kind of sucks because I'm just using my iPhone and my room isn't set up in an aesthetically pleasing way. Right. And so like I'm just – it's super just bare like bones. Suddenly
0: bed or suddenly desk.
1: Yeah. I'm not showing my bed at all because it's just no – see tacky. It's just weird. <laughs> so I'm, everything is like or sh- 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 pointing at my desk. But then right behind my desk is my window and you're not supposed to film like right towards the window. It's better to have – Film away from the video so or the window so the light shines on your face. So it's just a bunch of stuff, but I'm testing it out. So far, I like it a lot more. But uh, that's basically what I've been thinking about this last couple weeks is just how to do YouTube videos.
0: What are you learning so far from the project? Like about project management stuff.
1: Um, I'm finding that I actually do enjoy editing videos. I really like editing. I've been using DaVinci Resolve because it's free and powerful. Um. Just like Linux. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, just uh, it doesn't crash all the time. No, kidding. Linux is great. But uh, I didn't have any,
0: any issues with crashing. I just had issues with elements completely disappearing for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like whenever I unplugged my laptop from my monitors at work, I just suddenly didn't have a taskbar. <laughs>
1: so, or actually,
0: any of the things that worked on it, like Wi-Fi. I had to literally open up my Wi-Fi utility mm-hmm. app in order to connect to Wi-Fi.
1: Yeah, that's, that's annoying. But like DaVinci Resolve actually is paid. It's a freemium model where they okay, give away most sense. of their things for free, but you can buy their nicer version.
0: Plus, they also make so it's like, like they develop software and then they sell the features.
1: Well, actually, they their real thing is video cameras. It's owned by Blackmagic. Oh, okay. so they make all their money from their hardware, and then they they bought DaVinci Resolve, which was mainly just for color grading but then they've been slowly putting in full-fledged, full-fledged editing software support and stuff like that. Yeah. So <clears> it's been, it's been really good. I really like it for what I'm doing. It's also free, so it's fine. Um, but oh, yeah, gorgeous. I enjoy editing. The thing that I am slowly learning is that it gets easier to talk to the camera. The more you do it. Yeah. The first that time it was so awkward. Like I literally sat down, I was Just sitting like, in my chair,
0: hello, camera, <laughs> I was sitting in my chair
1: night? for, like, probably five to ten minutes, just like, oh, my gosh, do I actually want to do this? I have to sit in front of this camera, so and I have So, basically,
0: to talk. you had a midlife crisis in front of your camera. <laughs>
1: no, I wasn't. The camera wasn't facing at me. I was just sitting there, like, thinking about doing it. I had everything set up. I went outside into the car and, like, practiced, like, went over, like, what I wanted to say so I wouldn't be so, like, all over the place as I am right now and did it and it was awkward and weird but the more and more i do it the easier it gets so now i don't really pay attention to the roommates as much i don't really think about you know being weird i just kind of set it up do my talking and leave um so yeah yeah that's fun yeah i guess it's actually not fun, but I think it will be. I think eventually once I get a better setup, a better idea of what I'm doing, more comfortable with what I'm doing, it'll be it'll be much more fun. And I do enjoy it. It's just sometimes it's kind of a burden.
0: Yeah, my woodworking projects that I've been doing, I've been recording to to put on both YouTube and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like having a long one and then a short form for TikTok. Um and I'm realizing that I hate editing. <laughs> So I, like, open a bump in my Adobe Rush on my phone. I just do everything on my phone because I, I don't know what it is about me just starting an edit process on anything less mobile than that. It's just a, it's too much, and I just procrastinate in forever. And so I'm like, if it's on my phone, I don't procrastinate as much. Ha, joke's on me. I do. <laughs> I've had two videos I need to do. Need to. I, I'm, I have in my, my to-do list that I filmed everything for like weeks ago, <clears throat> and I'm not doing them because I don't want to, which is the root of it. I'd much rather just go out and start my next project. But the thing is, though, it's I've already had promising results. Um, I have 400 views on one of my videos on TikTok, and like 20 likes, and that's like my first video, and it's just like decent, and I'm just like, wow, that's actually better than I was expecting and so i i know the way the algorithm works if i'm posting consistently they'll show it to more people and if it's getting likes and stuff they'll show it to more people so like if i keep doing it eventually i'll get a following and that doesn't matter to me except if people want to buy it like this guy that does that i was talking about that does the the uh the book binding Hmm. Mm -hmm. he literally makes like over a hundred dollars per project Hmm. um i don't know if that's how much he makes like profit wise but like he leather binds literal like another a project that i was watching it was like eight part project probably took him a dozen hours to do but it was this massive letter like a2 or a1 paper whatever the standard letter paper Mm sizes 600 sheets or 300 sheets so 600 page bound just this massive book and it looked amazing when he was done and someone it was from a tiktok client someone messaged him and said i want to buy one of these i want it to look like this i want it to be this big i want it to have this many sheets Is It Was
1: like a journal like a like yeah, a blank it's just paper
0: blank paper so it's for journaling or sketching or something and so he sold it and there's another one he did that was much smaller um it was like a quarter the size of a, of that and it was um a sewn method so mm-hmm. he was like so you know how some books have like string bound binding the pages together. It yeah. was that method. And it had leather on both sides and that book he sold for $95 it as it was like a four part video. So it took him like not less, took him less time to do. And so I'm like, wow, you know, if I wanted to make a career of my woodworking, this would be a very solid way of doing it. And I'm a develop web developer. I could build myself a website for people to order from yeah. to make it super easy for them. Just send them a link and be like, check out what I offer or custom orders, have like a forum for people to request custom things and so i don't know it was it it crossed my mind as like that's something i can do but it's not really a priority right now like what i what i learned from my past project is i i love the woodworking a lot i'm just not really caring about making money from it yeah yeah it's for me it's like a, a thing for me to just you know, relaxed for. Um yeah, I think I'm going to start using a couple more power tools though, mm-hmm. just just to make things go a little bit quicker. Like uh and keep my my cutting boards not completely square. Like oh, it, yeah. it sits flat on both sides, but the edges are a little skewed. It's straight, it's parallel the other do way. Going to
1: actually explain the project you didn't do that.
0: Oh yeah, I didn't. Um I built myself a, a cutting board. Um I used red oak and birch. Um, for the interesting contrast of a, a very, very slightly pink oak, um, and then birch is ever so slightly green. I chose the greenish board at the wood shop, and so I, I don't know. I just the, the birch is is just an accent color on it, but it's mostly oak because oak is hard hardwood. Um, most people don't use oak for cutting boards though, um, because cutting boards are gen- generally end grain boards, like butcher blocks. And the way they do that is actually really interesting. So you get like the normal board and you see the grain runs lengthwise of the board, mm-hmm. how, how long it is. You cut that board. I mean, you glue that board into a panel of how wide you want your, your, your cutting board to be. And then you cut that panel over and over and over again into however thick you want the board to be. And then you flip those boards so that the, the grain runs up and down on the cutting board and it makes it, the surface mm-hmm. incredibly strong. Mm. for cutting so you're less likely to ruin your cutting board over time because you don't have wood grain that it's going to go into or or whatever um you can't do that with oak though because oak is porous Mm. so there's lots of holes um so if you do an end grain cutting board with 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 oak you can't really protect the surface because it's the oil or whatever you do to protect it soaks in really far and then um so i chose oak though because it's readily available it's very hard and it has a high tannin count, so it's naturally antibacterial. Hmm. So even if things get stuck in the pores, it won't kill me. Like it it won't grow. Anything gross. So another thing that I did, I did a ton of research into finishing it. Um there's a lot of misinformation out there because woodworking is a very non internet friendly hobby, if that makes sense. It's like it's not like your grandpa's woodworkers is out talking about it on, on Reddit. <laughs> but finishing there's there's a a very popular finish um that makes the wood look very natural but gives it ever so slightly a darker look called boiled linseed oil it's made out of flaxseed um and it goes through a boiling process or used to a long time ago which is where it got its name um more recently in like the early 1900s they used chemical dryers um like lead lead dust And so it was very, very toxic. And then they don't obviously they don't use lead anymore because you sand that stuff and you're dead. <laughs> um, no, they use a, a, um, a different chemicals in it, um, paint thinners, things like that, to help it dry really fast. And then it goes through a polymerization curing process where the oil turns to plastic, basically. Mm. Um, and most people think that since it's toxic when it's wet, it's toxic when it's dry and that's not entirely true um when it cures all the toxic stuff evaporates and then all that's left over is a in high quantities toxic plastic but when you're using it as a cutting board it's not going to like saturate into your food and kill you at most over 10 years of use it might maybe give you a freckle (laughs) I, i have no idea i was i was i was looking into it a lot I did a ton of research, probably ten or fifteen hours worth of reading, um, because I wanted to. I wanted to be able to use this oil because I really like the way it makes oak look, but I didn't want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the world's dilemma right now, right? <laughs> I want to do something, but it might kill me. That's what fuels every research project. No, but I found one guy who is very, very popular. Um, he writes for the Fine Woodworking magazine. Which was this really big thing. It's been around since the 70s or earlier. And it might even be from the 40s. I don't know. Um, it's an old magazine. And this guy's been writing in it for 20 plus years or something. And I saw a post on the forum of him saying, basically, uh, when this cures, you're fine. So just making sure it's cured before you use the cutting board. And so I did a ton of research into how long it takes boiled linseed oil to cure. And some said three to four days, and some said, 30 days. So I was just like, I'll give it a week and a half. And I gave it two, and now my cutting board's amazing. And it's super hard. I haven't, I've only gotten one cut mark on it and I've used it a bunch already. I'm pretty happy with it. Nice. And the things that I've learned from that project are, I don't want to edit the videos of it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I rambled a lot. I definitely added a bunch more detail over the deja vu episode that (laughs) will be lost forever.
1: Lost to the ether. (laughs) Hopefully I can get that drive replaced and uh, we can, I don't
0: know. Never of... have that happen again? Yeah. That's is that the second time we've lost an episode?
1: I don't think so. I think we almost yeah. did once, but then it was there in the clips view of Pro Tools, which is fine.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We almost did and we freaked out for a little bit and then it was fine.
1: Yeah, and then I dragged it in and everything was good. Um, Yeah, my, yeah, it's weird, but uh, we should be good. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, oh.
0: I'll maybe we should up. have a little party about um, uh, becoming kings of deja vu <laughs> since <laughs> I brought that up. Uh, no. I want to be a king. Screw you.
1: <laughs> okay, let me pull up the weather. Okay, so it is 32 degrees, feels like 28. And yeah, not too bad.
0: Nah, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad.
1: Well, I guess we'll see you next time.